Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, a good week. We continue the journey in the life-changing Sefer Tanya. This program is made possible by Rena Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and a memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi, Weinberg Olav HaSholem, Rabbi Meshav Pinchas HaKoyen, Katz Olav HaSholem, Rabbi Yehiel HaKoyen, Khan Olav HaSholem, and it is Blaschus and the merit of Rabbi Zev Yecheskel and Risha Katz, Le'erich Yomim Vishonim Tevis, for many long, healthy years. We've begun Peter Gimel, the third chapter of Tanya. After explaining the divine soul, the nefesh alikis, chelik mamish, now we go into the structure of the soul. Because it's not just the very core essence of the soul that we are interested in, which is so vital, but also how it expresses itself. A soul has to manifest. So you could have the etzim of the neshama to be perfectly divine, but what about its faculties? So we began last week in the beginning of this chapter 3 of Tanya where the Alter Rebbe says that all these levels of the three levels of the soul nefesh, which is the biological behavioral aspect of the soul ruach, the emotional and neshama, the cognitive, the intellectual he says, so all these levels contain a klula me'eser b'chines k'neged eser svirus el yenus senishtal shlomahem. They contain ten faculties, ten powers, ten levels, chines, which mirror the ten heavenly spheres from which they originate, nishtal from which they evolve. Not just that they're cre- like the rest of the existence, everything is created through these ten spheres and to the ten asodimimodis, which are rooted in the ten spheres. But here, it's not just they're created. They actually are an evolution of the very ten spheres as they are in the highest levels. They, in turn, as they evolve, shtalshlus, like a chain, shalshelus, each link connected to the previous one. So even as they manifest, the neshama beguf comes down below in this world, its, it's ten faculties mirror the ten spheres, which, as we discussed, says, in other words, telling us that the of chapter 2 is also manifesting itself in the faculties, in the very faculties. Now, we discussed at length the difference between the word bchina and madrege. Madrege is a level, like a, stay, a step. This level, the next level. Bchina can also be translated level, but it's much more than that. It's more subtle. Pchina is when a thing is not yet defined as a complete level, it's encompassing other levels as well. The Iskalalus. And here, interesting, the Alter Rebbe says, Kol pchinu elu. So we discussed at length what that means, and then he says, Klulam eser pchinus. Here he uses only the word pchinus. As I suggested last week, because we're talking about the keiches that are not yet fully defined but they're as in a state of being evolving from, from the ten spheres. When it comes to the Shalashelah, Nefesh, Ruch, and Neshama, 
he says, because he wants to explain that no matter what level of soul we're talking about, whether it's already defined as nefesh or ruach or neshama, or it still encompasses one or the, uh, the other, as we learned in chapter 2, that they're all klula. He says clearly in chapter 2 that nefesh, ruach, neshama, they're, they're kolul, they encompass one another. In other words, in nefesh you have ruach and neshama, and ruach you have nefesh and neshama, and in neshama you have ruach and nefesh. So he's, so he's including both languages. That would be the most apparent explanation of why he says both words. But let's just for a moment delve a bit, bit more. Why is he saying nefesh, ruach, and neshama? Why doesn't he just say, we spoke about the nefesh, which includes nefesh, ruach, and neshama. He could just say, of the nefesh. But he says nefesh, ruach, and neshama. In other words, he's not just using one level because he wants to cover every type of personality. When we discuss nefesh, ruch, neshama, as I briefly mentioned, nefesh is a person that is primarily, we call it an isha maise. It's an action-related person. His main focus is nefesh, getting things done. However, like any human being, he's not just getting things done. Getting things done also has emotions that are involved and invested in it, and a mind that strategizes. However, the focus is nefesh. So it's essentially how ruach and neshama, the midas and the seichel, the emotions and the cognitive, are all channeled through the action person. Then there's a person who's primarily an emotional person. His primary form of expression is emotions, feelings. So he too has a mind, and he too has to implement things and execute them in action. So there the neshama, the mind, the cognitive, and the behavioral all channel through the emotional. And then there's the third type of person whose primary, primary, primary role is a neshama person. What does that mean? A moyach person. He's a thinker. He's a minder. He's a person whose main strength is in the cognitive. But he too has emotions, and he too has action. So his ruach and nefesh are channeled through neshama. The Altarebbe wants to cover every type of person, like we learned in chapter 2. So Bemele is saying, in all the kol umadrege, from these three, they all have all ten faculties. Not just Chabad or Chagas Nehi. All of them have Chabad, Chagas Nehi. Chabad, Chagas Nehi is Chabad is Neshama, the mind, as we'll soon learn about that specific breakdown of Chachma Bin Adas. They have Chagas, the emotional, Ruach, which is Chesed Gvur Teferis, the Midas. And then they have Nehi, which is the behavioral side of the emotions as they express themselves in action. So they're all encompassed of all ten. Now we should also add, of course, Malchus goes into the last category. Nihi, Nihi Im. We say Nihim. and Malchus. Okay, so bottom line is, now that we know that a soul consists of these ten levels. Now it's important to point out, there's a Maimon in the Teireh, the Alter Rebbe continues explaining this and saying that right now it says that they're all klula. That the nefesh, ruach neshama, is klula, encompasses and includes and contains the ten b'chinas. In the Maimon Lekutatei, the Alter Rebbe explains that in truth, the nefesh is beyond distinctions and beyond structure. So compared to the garments of Machshava Dibra Maisa, thought, speech, and action, which we're going to learn about in later chapters, which are like physical garments. They're not attached to the body. 
their forms of expression. So the kreches nefesh are like, he compares it to like the limbs and the organs of the body. So on one hand, it's not the soul. It's not the neshama, but it's attached. And it's an expression. The body and the very skeleton are all connected to the, to, to the very person. You can't remove them like a garment. So though they are lower than the etzema nefesh, which is beyond structure, but the, the etzema nefesh, which is seamless and shapeless, includes within it these powers. So it's like a force that's beyond structure that includes many different powers. And that is, that's nishtalshalu from the way it is Lamaila as well. The Abish is higher than the ten spheres, as we discussed last week. He's not defined by any structures. And yet, he chose to manifest through these ten channels, what we call the ten spheres, as discussed last week. So these ten spheres are not outside forces. They're not like garments that you dress and undress. These are actually channels for divine expression. Divine chesed, divine chachmah, Divine Bina, Divine Das, Chesed, Gvurit, Teferis, and all the ten channels of energy. So think of it like a, a, an energy source would be the source that's beyond the structure, and then it channels into ten spheres. And Ishtal Shalom in our being, we also have a nefesh that's shapeless and beyond structure, from which has ten channels called the ten pchinas within the soul. And as we explain, why they're called pchinas, not keiches yet. They will become faculties, but Bechinus is the first stage, 10 expressions, 10 channels that are encompassed, each one, each one encompasses all the others. Now, let's continue learning inside now. So continuing, so he said, let's just read the, I'll read the full sentence. So they contain the ten powers which reflect and mirror the ten spheres, the ten divine spheres, divine energies, the heavenly spheres from which they evolved, from which they originate. But then he continues, not even with a uh, comma. He says, these spheres, these which the faculties or the beginners, these levels evolve from, they divide into two. Both the spheres and then the faculties, the human faculties that we'll talk about in a moment. So they divide into two. But let's talk about the spheres now. They divide into two, two categories. What, what are they called? Shehain, Sholesh Imois, the three mothers, Veshevak Fules, and the seven doubles. What does that mean? So we have to go back to Sefer Yitzira. Sefer Yitzira is the first work of Kabbalah. Some say it's the second work, if you count Rezil Hamalach as being the first. Sefer Yitzira attributed to Avram Avinu. In Sefer Yitzira, he lays out the building blocks, literally, of the so-called spiritual DNA of existence. And in talking about the spheres, he connects them to the letters. Remember, there are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. The Ebishter created the world and existence with these letters, which in turn, when they come together into different words, 
So the Hebrew alphabet says the Sefer Yitzhida breaks into two. Three mothers, which refer to the three letters in the Hebrew alphabet called Aleph, Mem, and Shin. The first of the alphabet, the first letter, Mem is the 11th letter, the middle letter of the 22 letters, and Shin is the last, next to last letter. Why isn't the account tough? Like the word Emes. So the Yerushalmi and Chazal tell us Emes, like the very content of Emes, the letters reflect that, that it's true through and through. A truth is not true in one department and not in another. If it's only true in the beginning and not in the middle and the end, it's not fully true. So Emes means it's Emes, Miresh, from Aleph, the first letter, through Tav, the last letter, and Mem, through the middle. But here it says Shin, because the Tav that we're going to speak about is, goes actually into one of the seven doubles, which we'll talk about in a moment. So the first three letters that we're talking here is Aleph, Mem, Shin, are the foundational letters in the Hebrew alphabet called the three mothers. Now why are they called mothers? Because as we'll discuss, like a mother that gives birth to a child, das, the cognitive faculties, which he's going to speak about in a moment, Peter's das, those are the three mothers. Aleph Mem Shin corresponds to das, And like a mother, like mothers, they give birth to the next seven of the emotions. So essentially he's saying that the spheres, the ten spheres break into two, three and seven, three mothers, and seven doubles. Now why are they called doubles? Why are they called seven children? So the Sefer Sira continues, because they're talking about the three letters, le- th- the seven letters, Rosh Hashanah's Beged Kapedus, Beis Gimel Dalet Chof Pei Reish Sof. You see here the Sof? So the Sof is used in the doubles, that's why it's not included in the first of, the, of Aleph Mem Shin. What's a double? Because these seven letters have a unique quality. They can be written and pronounced in two different ways. Dogesh and Rafa, which means a strong base or a weak base. Like for example, when you see a base with a dot in it, bias. When you say, for example, the word um, ben, these are all strong bases. When you say, for example, the word, um, uh, I'm looking for a word, nivne, so the ve, the nivne is also, nivne, you say v, not b. So bays with a dogosh, which is with an emphasis, is it makes it strong. Vays, without the nekuda, makes it weak, soft. So it's called the hard and the soft. That those are the difference between the two. So basically, there's the soft and the hard way you pronounce the letters. These refer to, according to Kabbalah and Chassidus, to chesed and gvura. When it's soft, it's more chesedic. So it's kinder, softer. When it's hard, it's more gvuradik, stronger, more severe. So different letters, different words are expressed with these two. There are seven letters in the Hebrew alphabet that have these two forms of pronunciation. That's why it's called doubles. Because the, every one of these letters has a double pronunciation. Depending on the way it's used. So when you say letters in Hebrew alphabet, letters comes from the word oisius, or osa beker. It's a form of revelation, gilui, osa beker. The, the, the morning has arrived. So letters carry divine energy. They can carry that divine energy in two ways, in a strong way, in a weaker way. Now weaker doesn't mean weak in a negative way, it means softer, in a softer way. 
since everything in expression comes either through Chesed and Gvura, so these seven letters have these doubles. This is how it's explained in Sefer Yitzira. The Altareb is citing it here. So now we have both elements. You have the three emes, the mothers, which are the mothers are like the roots that give birth. And you have the seven kfules, the seven doubles, which are essentially the offspring of Aleph Memshin. Just as an aside, why do you, why do you call it Imois? Why not call Abis? Three mothers, why not three fathers? Especially later he's going to speak about how to give birth to anything. You need a father and a mother. We learned about it in chapter 2 as well in Tanya. We spoke about the example of the child that comes from the Etzem Meichaav, Tipus Meichaav. So why does he say Imois not Oves? You also have Oves. So the commentaries on Tanya explain when you look into Kabbalah and different Kabbalahs for him, when you talk about the fathers, so to speak, there it's a higher level. It's talking about Chachma. Chachma is called Abba. Here we're talking about Chachma being Adas as it's going through the mother. Because the real root, when, the, when a child is conceived, the seed of the father obviously gives the very seed of life. But where is it developed and how does it ultimately manifest is through Ima, through the mother. So here, even Chochme, Chochme bin Adas, are all being called the mothers. Because it's not just the father as he's detached, but it's as the father traveling through the mother, in other words, as the child is being conceived. In this case, we're talking the offspring of the emotions. Okay, so there's Aleph Memshin in Abba, Aleph Memshin in Ima. Here we're talking about Imois. Okay. Now he continues and teaches. What are these three he says, Pirish Chachma Bina Das. That's Chachma Bina Das. That's the three mothers, Aleph, Memeshin. And what are the Shevak Fules? How do they manifest in the spheres? So he says, the Shevak Fules is, Vishivis Yimeha Binyan, continuing inside Tanya, the seven days of the seven days of Binyan, of structure, of building. The seven days of creation. So let's just explain what this means. So Chochme Bin Adas are three steps in the, cog- the cognitive process. This is the first time the Altareb is really introducing them, so let's explain what it means. Every cognitive process begins with a Chochme, with a Nakuda, a spark. You have a spark, a flash of an idea. You can call it the concept. Then developing it in a comprehensive way, through comprehension and understanding and breaking it down in details. That's called Bina. And Das is the conclusion, where you come to the recognition of the truth of the idea, the resonance. We're going to learn about Das in, later in this chapter, the end of this Peter Gimel. But just briefly, those are the three steps of every cognitive process. That's in our faculties. Here we're talking about it in the spheres, where it's Nishtashulmahem, where it's rooted. So in the spheres, this is Chochmah bin Adas. And then comes what they give birth to, as we will discuss soon in Tanya, the Shivisimeh Abinyan, the seven days of creation. These are the seven tools, so to speak, the seven channels the Abishta uses to create. So it's interesting, he doesn't use, he doesn't say Asarisimeh Abinyan, because there are only seven days in creation. Because the cognitive is above creation. It's like the master plan that first you 
you first you need the cognition, first you need the concept, then you develop it, then you come to a conclusion. Based on that, now you have a plan, then you implement. That's the seven days of creation. And what does he say? What are they? Chesed Tiferes Chulu. These are the spheres of Chesed, which is giving love and kindness, Gvura, restraint or discipline, and Tiferes, which is a form of harmony, compassion, beauty. It's interesting that he doesn't mention the rest of the spheres, he just says Chulu because the rest of the spheres are subsets in these spheres. Chesed, Gvura, Tiferes. So Netzach is a branch of Chesed. Netzach, Hoid is a branch of Gvura. Yisod is a branch of Tiferes, and so is Malchus. So he doesn't spell it out because it's not gay here in Tanya to know all the spheres, but obviously it's discussed in other places. Namely, Ager Sakedu, Simen Tezvav, talks about this more in detail. Where he also says that within us, within the human being, we have the ten spheres pulsating within us. Okay. So that's now, that's the structure of the spheres. But we said that the spheres is how it is, Lamaila, Sviris How does it evolve Nishtal Shulamahem into a human being? Into the Neshama? Or like he said, the Nefesh Ruch Neshama. So he says, the Kach Benefesh Adam. The same as Benefesh Adam. Just as God emanated spheres and in, two, and in, two, and in two, two sections, so to speak, breaks it down into two categories. The Shalash Imes and the Shevak Fules, the three cognitive and the seven emotional emotions, so too, he says, Similarly, the human soul is also divided in two. Intellect and emotions. Now, what's the difference between Chabad and the Shivas Yimei Binyan and the Midas? What he called before the Sholosh Imes and the Shevak Fulis. The cognitive is more of an expression and experience that's within you. When you're planning something, and you have a concept, and you develop it, and then you finalize it, that's all within your seichel. Midas is a relationship that is with something outside of you. Now, both the mind and emotions are both relating to something that's not the essence. But the mind is really conceiving of it within yourself. You're processing this information. Midas is when you begin to have a relationship with another, which needs an extension outward. So Chassidus explains that in the process of creation, let's go first to the Esos and then we'll go to the, to the soul, that the process of creation, you have both elements. You have the Ebrister, the plan. Like we say, the Torah is the blueprint for creation. There he has the whole plan, so he's relating to creation, but it's still, relatively speaking, an internal process. Creation itself, is, happens through the seven emotions, because emotions create a relationship. Chesed means love. Who are you in love with? Who are you extending love with? Same thing with Kvura, and same thing with Teferis, and through the, all the Midas. 
So ten spheres are basically ten instruments, divine instruments. That one, the first three, are more internal. The second seven, the second group of seven, is how the, the, are they manifest in creation. Sunday being chesed, Monday, Yehidakia is gvura, Yem Shlishi, Shoch Bobekitev is Teferes, Wednesday is Netzach, Thursday is Hoid, Friday is Yesod, and Shabbos is Malchus. That's already the process of actually creating, based on the cognitive process, in this case the divine intellect, the divine supernal mind. The same thing is in the human being now. Chach Benefesh Adam, in a person. Also divides in our conscious faculties, we have the mind, which is more of an expression serving and relating to the self, to inward. And then we have our midas. The midas is our emotional expression outward. It's interesting, he doesn't use seichel and midas when he talks about the spheres. Because the spheres, it's all on a divine level. Seichel and midas is already a functional human faculties, essentially. They're all part of the neshama. So they're all, they all evolve from the ten spheres. But now we're talking how it's now manifesting in the neshama as it's active, as it goes and travels through the Seder and all the worlds till it gets to where we are in this world. So now we have a picture, not just of the very soul, but also its ten faculties, its ten components. And these ten components parallel and mirror the ten spheres in Atzillus. So if we remember going back to chapter 2, especially the Haggah, where he spoke about that even according to the Arizal, we understand that the Ebershtus Huva Chachmose Echad in Atzillus, that in Atzillus there's a unification between the divine and the divine channels, the divine spheres, the divine expression. Now it's all rooted in higher levels, Chelik Elikam and Ma'amamesh and Chachmose Yisbarach, which Huva Chachmose, but and according to the Arizal, that's an Atzillus. And that's rooted in the higher levels. The Rambam and the Ramak talk about that, that level as well, but they talk about it, like you said there, they speak on, on the level, according to the Arizal, that's the level of Atzillus. On the highest levels, the Nisham is rooted all the way, Chelik Mamish. that's obviously higher than Atzillus, all the way in the source itself. But as it manifests, which we're talking about the manifestation of the Nisham, is in Atzillus, is where the Nisham is rooted and manifests the structure, and now we understand that it also travels into the faculties which correspond and mirror the ten spheres. So in Patek Bays, the focus was on the Chachmose, the first of the ten spheres. That's where the soul first manifests the first place in the structure of Seder Shtashlis. Higher than that, the soul is rooted all the way in the highest levels, but doesn't it have doesn't yet have a structured element where you can call it Chachma. So then we have Chachma, and now we've now worked all the way our way through Bina Das, and then through the seven midas, the Shiva Simeya Bin. So now he says, now Haseichel, now he's saying by the Nefesh Adam, Haseichel Kelel Chachma Bina Vadas. The mind, the cognitive, include Chachma Bina Das, like the first, like in the spheres, the first three spheres. Vahamidas, what are the midas? Hein Avas Hashem Upachdei Viyirosei. Ulafare. And the emotions which are love of God, trepidation or awe and reverence of Him, 
Antiphetus is venerating him or recognizing the beauty of God or glorifying him. And he says again, Chulu, because there's also Netzachet Yosei Demachos, but he starts by Chulu. And then we're going to continue next week, continuing, so now Chabad is Nikro Imois, just as it is in the spheres, they're the mothers, the root that gives birth to the emotions or there to the Shiva Simea Binyan of Chagas and Nehim, so too it's going, to be in, it's going to be in the faculties. And that we'll leave for next week as we continue in this Perek Gimel of Tanya. So it's quite fascinating to see how we are dissecting and recognizing, putting a spotlight on the anatomy of our very souls and its components. These programs are all available at tanyaapplied.com where you can also pose and submit any question you like. Everyone have a good week and a healthy week. Be well. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.